0: With a clothing rental membership from Armour, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high-quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a 5-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as 2 days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Do you often think working on yourself and growing and in short progressing is supposed to be easy? It's not. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 167, Progress is Messy. Welcome to about progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hey, I am so pumped about today's episode. We are going to release the theme for May, and it is one of my favorite topics. It's me. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's not about me. This is about progress, and I'm going to get to it. I already revealed it, but let's just pretend I didn't, and I, I just am so excited to set this up. This is what I talk about the most, I feel like, both in my workshops and my personal coaching, just one-on-one with people. Okay, enough of the pretending I'm going to give something away and not give it away. Let's talk about what is this month's theme. Progress is messy. Okay, just a little side note. If my voice sounds completely different, it's because it's the next morning, early morning, my computer didn't work, which is another example of how progress is messy. So we tend to think that progress is linear, meaning there is point A and there's point B and there's a straight upshoot line between the two. But it's not. It's a roller coaster. There are ups and downs, dips and valleys. Progress is messy. In order to grow, growth requires grit, persistence, passion, and perspective, certainly. And those are the things I think we know but we we don't believe is that progress and growth also require a lot of failure and missteps along the way. The only way you can really grow is by owning that last fact, especially so you can tolerate the mess of growth far better. Here is a huge fact about failure. Failure is not an option. (laughs) Maybe that's not what you thought I was going to say. Let me explain. I heard this at Alt Summit by the oh, I'm gonna mess up their name, Cominix. I'm messing it up. But there was a speaker there who talked about this husband-wife design duo who was awesome. I'm gonna put it in the show notes who they actually are since I'm messing this up. But they talked about failure is not an option, meaning we all have to fail. It is unavoidable. We all will fail. So why do we delude ourselves into thinking otherwise? That failure means something about us, that it's a sign to stop, or that it's a sign to never start, or it's a way to procrastinate our growth, or that we only see others succeeding, succeeding, instead of um, realizing that they failed along the way too. Let's talk about that part, especially when we see others successes, we like to assume It came easily for them. We downplayed their success in many ways. Well, they knew somebody, or they came into the field just at the right time. Her genetics are wired for this sort of thing, or her kids just came out that good, and on and on. When you downplay someone else's success, you are doing two things. One, you are refusing to see how their own progress was a mess, too. And that so much work went behind it. Two, you are giving yourself more reason to not try. You are looking for reasons to not try or to stop because it's because when you see someone else's easy success, it is showing you you can't possibly get that. Enough of that. You can progress, you can push yourself, you can persist, you can grow because you can fail and it's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you. And a little side note, when you see someone doing something and you feel a pang of jealousy or judgment, that's actually just a sign that is something you want to do. So whether it's starting your own side hustle or traveling the world, running a race, or even just really nailing a home routine you'd like to do, Use the jealousy or longing feelings you get when you see someone else doing that and turn it into fuel to go after it yourself. Not that you need to compete or exceed them or anything like that, but that's just a sign to you. That's something that is calling to you. And if someone else already has talked about something you wanted to do or they try something or they do it and they do really well, it doesn't mean you can't too. There's enough room for you to be in the same place, the same field have the same passions and interests and goals right along other people, whether you know them personally or not. That's just my little soapbox moment. This month, we are going to explore how progress is messy. We're going to talk about what to do about resistance you face, how to get out of a funk, what to do when depression is a major part of your life or a season, and more. That's all coming your way this month. But today I want to talk about what I think is the biggest thing getting in the way of your growth and this mess of progress, and it's this, a fear of failure. Other things will come up throughout the month, but I think this topic alone deserves to be the foundation, that's why we're starting with it, to how to deal with imperfect, messy growth of progress. Let's start by talking about why we have fear in the first place it's actually serving a valuable purpose. Fear has a purpose. I'm reading a book called Solve for Happy, Solve, S-O-L-V-E, and it's incredible. The author collected so much research on happiness and how we feel it is every bit connected to what we think, or how what we feel is every bit connected to what we think. In other words, the brain. This is not new, To you, if you have learned from any life coach or therapist, you'll know that's true. But this author shares so much of the research behind it and also his real life experience of dealing with the most traumatic time of his life and still feeling happy because of the work he put in to get there on his the work on his brain. This author talks about how your to your brain, fear is fear, whether that's running from a saber-toothed tiger or trying to walk into a new workout class, your brain will register to your body and to your mind the same. It's fear. The brain's job is to protect you. When it senses stretching is going to happen, exposure, challenge, discomfort, its very job is to resist that. And that can show up in many forms, procrastination, justification, numbing behavior, or even obsession, followed by giving up. But what it all comes back to is your brain does not want you to fail. Failure to the brain is terrifying because back when we were cavemen, failure meant death. And not only are you making the brain uncomfortable by doing something new, and that very action of stretching itself, the brain is convinced it will just automatically lead to failure. So to the research behind the brains show us that, or behind the brains, <laughs> the research behind the brain shows us that anything new or challenging should be Avoided or pushed back against or stopped altogether. That is why change is so hard. Your brain is just doing its job to protect you from failure, which is its own way of sudden death. (laughs) So, how do we get past that? How do we push our minds past the fear? And I have three ways to share. First is by doing what my guest Tony Overbay talked about back in January. You're not only, um, sorry, I'm going to sneeze for a sec my goal is to not edit this episode, (laughs) clearly. You not only try to challenge the thoughts in your mind by asking yourself what the brain is telling you, meaning what is the fear story my mind is presenting to me, that's the first step. You do need to challenge the thoughts, but then you need to act. Tony talked about how this is acceptance and commitment therapy. You accept the thoughts and you challenge them and then you commit it is to action. It is in the acting that you are able to truly challenge the resistance your mind is pushing on you and then push past the fear point. The only way past fear is through it. The way I do that is by acting the part I want to play. I think about what it would look like for someone to do what I want to do despite the obstacle I'm facing or the fear or the emotional um, challenge or even the relational stuff that might come up. And the more I act that part, the easier it gets to push past the fear or through the fear. So the more you act the way you want to feel, the easier it is for your brain to be challenged in new ways. I get comments and messages all the time about how I just, you know, go for things and that used to be my natural way of navigating the world when I was a small child until um, I was a teenager, but then I became an obsessive perfectionist. My brain was trying to protect me from failure, but by being over-controlling of every part of my life and making every part of it needing to be so successful. And what this did instead, this fear, this obsessive, obsessive fear of uh, failure, instead it made my whole life fall apart, and I failed in huge in huge ways and in bigger ways, I think than I would have if I had allowed more failure to be a part of my story. Then, in my recovery time, from you know what amounted it, it all amounted to, um I became someone too terrified to try. I would still do valuable work and contribute to my home and family, but not in myself and as Dr. Finlayson Fife and I talked about last month. Myself was missing from my life. So when I first started trying again back with my 30 things before 30 list, I gave myself the best gift and that gift was permission to fail. I told myself from the start that I could change things on my list at any time, that I could alter it, that I could skip whole parts, I could change it and I could not do well. And in fact, I never accomplished my whole list of 30 before 30. If I had forced that perfectionism onto my list, I knew I'd only get one or two done and then give up altogether. I was cultivating a new way of behaving in my life. I was stretching my brain in ways that hadn't been stretched in years and from a different motivation, one that was cultivating myself instead of trying to create this perfect image of myself. So when I was allowed to fail, I was allowed to grow. Now this list, that 30 before 30 has now translated to my yearly do something list, which is something I hope you are doing this year as well. But if you are not, you can start right now. To learn more about that, go back to the first episode in January and I'll share their how. And there's also a free printable for you to use. So what I've learned, the key to growth is giving yourself permission to fail. So that's the second key to getting past or through fear. It's a paradox. Once you're allowed to mess up, it helps you mess up in better ways. And you kind of still mess up forward. You fail forward. Ah, yes, that's what I was trying to say. Another guest said that, Josh Searle. You couldn't fail for forward. The other day I was watching Brene Brown's talk on Netflix. Um, By the way, don't watch that around your kids. I didn't know she would swear. Um, And some pretty big swears. But the talk itself is really good. And she was she was speaking about how uh, what it means to be fighting in the arena. And she said what people don't want to know is that being in the arena of your life and fighting for your life and growth and success, like working on all that is far from glamorous Trying to work hard for some way you want to improve yourself and better the world around you is ugly. It's brutal. You get spit on, you get hurt, you make mistakes, and you fail. You fail over and over. That is what it is to be in the arena and not be a spectator. But being in the arena is really living your life. So you must give yourself permission to fail so that you can be in the arena, not just on the outskirts watching. Okay, so let's review the the ways we've talked about getting through fear. You challenge it by doing things anyway, and you give yourself permission to fail. The more you do both of those, again, it gets easier and easier. Your brain gets more used to trying new things and failing and dealing with it and moving forward. Now I just go for things. Am I any less scared? No, I honestly am still terrified half the time but I know it's always, always worth it to push through the fear. Even if it doesn't work out well, I know it's worth it. The third way now to get through the fear, and this one is more logical and it involves our progress plan. It's by showing yourself that fear is not the enemy. I'm going to walk you through this exercise as on the progress plan. You can get the progress plan printable on my website aboutprogress.com slash free and then click on May's free printable and you can download the progress plan to do this. This month's plan is shorter than the ones in the past because it involves a more simple exercise for you to do. And again, the whole point is to show yourself that failure is not fatal. It's not, it doesn't kill you. It's a teacher, it's not your enemy. The fails you've had in your life, taught you something or led to something else when you allow yourself to really see that that is the truth to your to your past and your life and that failure is the best teacher you are more willing to try and then try again and again i want you to logically show yourself and your brain that failure is not an option meaning we all have to go through it period no one can avoid it and that failure can be an instrument for growth. How I want you to start doing this is by brainstorming a list of failures, things you have done wrong. I'm going to share some of mine um, podcast related. Earlier this year, you know, I switched up the podcast a lot. We we changed a lot of things, and one of them I had said is I wanted to sound more like this American Life, more NPR. You know, mix the music, um, have more of embedding the um, the segments of my interview instead of in- airing an interview straight. Um, and you know what? I didn't do a good job of that. <laughs> and it only took me less than a month to realize this was not working for me. It just wasn't working. I didn't have the capacity to get the music I wanted, to embed it in the right way. And the only way I figured that out was by screwing it up in the process. So January's episodes, honestly, are some of my favorites. Like I talk about Tony Overbase all the time, but I really screwed those episodes up. It doesn't take away from the value to me, but that was an example. Another way I have failed recently, I mean, we can talk about parenting. Oh, parenting, I fail every single day. If you listen to this and you think that I must be Mary Poppins in my family, you guys, I yell at my kids. I lose my temper. I make a big deal of something that doesn't matter. I do all of those things. But when I change those moments to a way of teaching myself how I want to change and do things differently and to really dig through what that, why I I was acting that way, I, I think it's made me be a better parent. So think about ways that you have failed. You can think about big things, small things you can go throughout your life. I made a whole huge list. Here's another um, fail for you. My second workshop. (laughs) Oh, this is so terrible to admit. I feel so sad about this still. My first little workshop was in Utah. Went so well that the next day I, I called... Uh, my friends, who I was going to teach with the next one, Rachel Nielsen and Ken Christensen, I was like, "We're going to do a two-day workshop. It's going to be huge, amazing." And in the meantime, I did a second workshop in California, and it was in my home. There were around fourteen women there. My home was small. I didn't sell out like I thought I would, and the workshop did not go well. The technology went out, went. Awry, I lost my footing. I went too long. I didn't talk about the things I really wanted to. I was so nervous about how I was going to be perceived because half of the group were my really good friends that I really messed it up. And because of that, I mean, I'm going to talk to you about what I learned. but brainstorm a list of failures and then what I want you to do is connect those to lessons. I kind of already did that for my other ones. I just jumped ahead. But you need to connect them to lessons. Show the meaning behind the failure. Show what it taught you. Get the shame away from the lessons. That second workshop, I still feel embarrassed about it. I still feel shame. I still feel like I should return all the women's money who came. But instead, I have been trying to learn the lessons from it. And I worked really hard on that because the second workshop was a month away from my huge first Rediscover You workshop. So for a month, instead of getting in my head about how terrible I was, although I did feel that, um, the shame that I felt, um, you know, the embarrassment, all of those things, I dug into the, the logical ways about how I went wrong, how I could fix that. And that entailed reworking some of my workshop that entailed a lot of practicing, but mostly entailed a lot of mindset work, meaning to put myself in a place where I felt confident enough to share what I had. Because the biggest thing I learned from my second workshop is that I didn't feel like I felt like an imposter. So that was a lesson I learned. When you connect lessons to the failures, you're able to view the failures differently as teachers. So think about those lessons. How was your life different because of a fail or a misstep? How was it even better? Or how did you change course to get to where you are now? who did you meet because of the failures? Now, this isn't all about putting on those rose-colored glasses. It's okay to feel sadness and regret over some failures, but it is important to see the paths they have led you to and how you have changed from it, sometimes for, for worse, but I think most of the time for the better. When I think about that past me, when I quit everything, you bet you're behind. I'm sad about that. I'm sad that I quit some things that really mattered to me because I thought I would fail at them because I wasn't good enough anymore. I'm disappointed in myself. But I can also see that, it, that, that those moments of years of me quitting things led me to where I am now. And I am rising above it now. If I hadn't taken those years and quit things and gone to the different pits of despair of overachieving and underachieving perfectionism, I could not now speak about either of those in this way. I would not have had the experience of retraining myself in growth and self-development if I hadn't lost that part of my life because of fear. Do you see the lesson there? So about that, I told you about how I um, learned that I couldn't change the format. Another lesson I learned there is that I'm a good interviewer. Music embedding Was nice for my special episodes, but I needed to play to my strengths and let that shine through. So I hope that helps you think about how your lessons are connected to the failures you have had. What in your life have you been able to learn from? And how does this show you that failure can be the teacher you need in your life and is one that can help you challenge the fear over and over again because you know those lessons will be there? Now that you have that knowledge and you have that example, those examples right in front of you, and this is something I hope you spend time doing. I'm kind of rushing through it because I can't just sit in here and have quiet airtime, but I hope you leave this episode and go and do that and spend a few minutes doing that. I think it will take you about five minutes. Now that you have that evidence in front of you, what actions can you take? Well, first, what have you been avoiding due to the fear of failure? What have you been afraid to try? What have you been procrastinating? What part of self-development or professional pursuits or relationship um, fixing have you been avoiding because of fear of failure? And then I want you to think about what actions can you take to challenge the fear by moving through it. Remember, we talked about this means you challenge the fear by moving through it. You allow yourself to fail. And again, you show yourself that failure is not fatal. You learn from it. It is a teacher. Again, the progress plan will help you through this. You can get it by going to aboutprogress.com free. And if you would like to share what you learned about yourself and your failures um, by doing this progress plan, or did I said progress program earlier, sorry, I meant to say progress plan. I hope I didn't say that the whole episode. Progress plan is different than progress program. Progress plan is a free printable each month. So if you have something to share with us, send me a voice memo from your phone. Email it to hello at aboutprogress.com to be featured on our Dear Progressor episode. I love to hear from you. Now, I just want to close this episode with a very small thing to share to you. Every part of our, of our lives that are worthy and good require us to get messy Every part that matters most to us, whether it's our relationships, whether it's our personal growth, maybe it's our spirituality and beyond, all of those parts require getting messy and they require failure. So step into the mess, my friends. Persistence is not clear cut, it's not easy, it's not stress free, and it's not glamorous. But you are worthy of the challenge. I know you are. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to share the rest of this month with you and learn together. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com slash free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com click on podcast and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death